and welcome to There's No Place Like Hallmark for the Holidays. I'm Lydia McMillan, and I'm so happy you're here. This week, our conversation is all about the Santa Stakeout, starring Tamara Mowry-Housley, Paul Campbell, and I'm going to butcher his name, Joe Pantoliano. And this week's podcast is starring my friends, Amy and Lizette. Hi, ladies. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Amy, go first. Hi, I'm Amy. Uh, I am a wife. I am a mom to a bunch of kids, and I work. But mainly, my relationship with Hallmark movies is pretty much zero. I think before this, I had seen maybe one or two Hallmark movies. So I'm a newbie, guys. (laughs) All right, Lizette. Same here. I am Lizette. I am a wife just in just barely skidding in in the past three years. Um, a stepmom, kind of an aunt to some fun gals all over the country and um, pet owner galore. And I, like Amy, am, am new. I mean, I think I, I was quizzed by a friend. I was telling her about this podcast and she was quiz me about this very suspicious that I had not jumped on board and she was asking about like the Hallmark specials on CBS I was like maybe if Sarah Plain and Tall back in the day I was like yeah okay I've seen those but uh, if that's if that's it but no I've never I've never been on board but I am now spoiler alert Yay. I'm so glad you guys are here. This is so fun for our very first episode. This is so exciting. I'm so glad y'all are here. Um, All right. Well, first, I'm going to give an official synopsis of the story coming from hallmarkchannel.com. I did not write this. I will not take any credit for this beautifully written synopsis. So here we go. This is what the Santa Stakeout is all about. All right, so Tanya is a police detective who is reluctantly partnered with fellow detective Ryan, I didn't even remember his name was Ryan, to solve a recent string of heists taking place during a high-profile holiday parties around town. They go undercover as newlyweds Tasha and Rupert, moving into the vacated house next to Mr. Miller, the jovial chair of the community's Christmas committee. And the prime suspect in the case, as Tanya and Ryan partake in the neighborhood's holiday happenings to keep up appearances and crack the case, they get swept up in Christmas. All right. There you go. There you have it, folks. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's a gem of a movie. I enjoyed it. I certainly have some points that I hope to bring in uh, that may, you know, aren't overly harsh, but uh, overall... I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it and give you my score, but you know, if it had been a trash movie, like absolutely the worst, I would have turned it off and said, Lydia, we need to pick something else and fast. So So true. So true. Our first um, segment is called rocking around the Christmas tree. Our thoughts on Christmas, the decor, costumes, fake, fake snow, all the things. So how was that rocking around the Christmas tree? The Snow didn't bother me except on the trees. <laughs> on the trees, yes. it was like they took big puff balls and just threw them in there. So that that was kind of a little distracting. But I tell you what, the thing that bo- that kind of was just a little too much for me was Rupert's Christmas gingerbread cookies were way too perfect. Mm, if you have ever yes. made Christmas cookies in your kitchen, unless you're like the professional baker, those bad boys do not look like that. So that was the one thing that I was like, oh, uh-uh, 
he did not make those. Didn't happen. Um, I had a problem with um, like sidewalk snow not looking nasty enough. Um, <laughs> yes. Like, you know, like people like could be sitting in by that. Whereas, you know, if you're somewhere where it's, you can even be outside at all. I mean, snow gets nasty on sidewalks and roads and your shoes are gross. So mm-hmm. again, you've got to do a whole bunch of willing suspicion of disbelief, but um, probably the thing that brought white hot rage almost to the surface was that tinsel fight and oh, the man. tinsel globbing onto the tree. Listen, I am not OCD. I'm the farthest from it. But I mean, I was raised like when he is clumping it on the tree and you're like, okay, sister, sister, I need you to straighten that out. And then she just takes a glove and throws yeah. it on the tree. And I'm like, she did. were you raised by wolves? My mother put tinsel on one piece at a time. I yep. mean, not even one mm. piece at a time. So I don't even mess with individual strands of tinsel, but I never, never. And again, I am not like I am. If you can do something quickly or efficiently yeah. like that, yeah, mm-hmm. go for it, but not tinsel. And then when it's just a toss and fight, I'm like, that's just yeah. a mess. You're going to have to clean up. That's right. So, yeah. So that was, I was a little outraged by that, but overall it, I mean, they certainly loved Christmas, but I didn't feel like it was, um, the the decor in the neighborhood and out and about I didn't feel like it was so cheesy and so over the top that you know you can see places in neighborhoods I mean listen I've had up to 12 inflatables in my yard before so I've got a pretty high uh, uh, pretty high tolerance there don't you yeah yeah well, you nodded to sister, sister, to, it's Tamara that's in the film. And, but when she yes. immediately was like, I'm going to be hanging out with my sister during the holidays, I expected Tia. Right. And I was like, I was screaming at the TV. That's not your sister. <laughs> yes. I was like, Good that's point. fake. That's not a real sister. I couldn't I get, know. and then I was like, oh, I can't get past the sister thing. And this is going to be yeah. through the whole film. So <laughs> Really, the sister thing, I'm glad that that did not, I was irritated that she was engaged and not met, had not met his family yet. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad they were meeting, but before you, I mean, you need to meet those people mm-hmm. and get the backstory. So, I mean. One part that room. I rewound like seven times after I saw the initial like, no, 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 was when they were caroling and he did not mouth 10 lords a leaping. He was mouthing something else. And are we talking about when he's at the piano, the first caroling or when they're at the house or when they're They're at the house, let's back up to when they were first doing some caroling and he's at the piano, you guys, the piano was playing in a completely different key than what they were singing. And I lost my mind for about five seconds, lost it. And they were both, they, they were both carrying on the tune, but they were in two completely different keys. 
See, and that's, I could tell, because I, I was like, something seems like, but I, I couldn't have told you exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, okay. Now that makes me want to go rewind and watch, because there was something that just seemed off or weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, and when they're caroling too, like Joe is like looking off to the side. He's not even singing. I was like, it's like two or three people actually know. And I'm like, no judgment. If you don't know the 12 days of Christmas, like it's okay. We all had to learn it, but I'm like, guys, you're in a feature film for Hallmark. Learn (laughs) the 12 days of Christmas as a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. But maybe in editing after the fact, they made some changes that it was out of the actor's control. I feel like jovial in that little uh, tidbit you read, even though I like uh, like Mr. Miller, I feel like jovial is a stretch for describing his character. I mean, he certainly loves Christmas, but jovial is not uh, um, contentedly melancholy. (laughs) Okay. Very thoughtful. Thank you very much. It could have gone in three directions. He could have, like how it played out. Right. It could have been that it turned into a lifetime film where he actually was like a killer, a Christmas killer. Or it could have been that he was actually Santa Claus. And I was afraid of that third one coming out and him actually being Santa and all of the neighbors being elves. Like I was waiting for it. (laughs) Oh, that was so be believable with, I mean, Stanley, I'm not convinced Stanley isn't. Because Stanley uh, gave off serious, serious elf vibes from the get-go. There is a Candace I mean, how Cameron did Stanley Murray. know to wear the matching sweater? How did he know? <laughs> there is a Candace Cameron Bray film where she falls in love with Santa's kid or something. Like he's working at a toy factory. I'm going to make you guys watch that one. Toy factory. And she falls in love with Santa's son. And I think maybe he becomes Santa or something ridiculous, but it, it had those vibes coming in with like <laughs> the packages. The and then I was like, <laughs> Oh, it's about to happen. It didn't, mm-hmm. it did not. Y'all I was triggered when her, um, advent calendar chocolates <laughs> had been stolen. Oh, I, I knew was, that was going to come up in this group. I knew it. I felt it. I felt it. like the first two minutes. And uh, it like, took me a while to rebuild trust in Ryan. I mean, I grew. I bet. I mean, that I was like, this is hitting too close to home. Is this a good time just, for me to uh, confess how many advent calendars calendars I currently have in my home? Yes, I was going to say that that advent calendar, I knew that that advent calendar was going to come up because Lydia is quite the aficionado of advent calendars. So do tell. I feel like I'm a collector, but the, you know, yep. once a year you have to get more and new ones. So yep. I think we're up to three now. Um, I mean, okay. I have my, my advent devotional, which I'm not really counting in all of this because that that's a true advent, you know, time to be with the Lord. Um, but I have my jams and jelly one. I'm really excited mm. about that one's for Clark me. Griswold would be so proud. <laughs> now, can you right? What are some of the jams and jellies? Um, it's what is the one the jam and jelly or whatever that has like the um plaid pattern? And I, I always say it wrong, like the Schmucker? plaid pattern top. 
Dona, is it Donna Dona? Oh, do not. I don't know. It's the fancy kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it's every day there's like a jam or honey or jelly, all different flavors, like you know, like the um, raspberry and the blueberry and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm um I've got to do like reels or TikToks or something surrounding it every day. Yeah, yeah. because I feel like people want to experience that with me. Oh, and then the yeah, boys, the other ones. The boys um, have Lego ones. So there is Star Wars and then there's Marvel superheroes. So I still need to get one for Elsie. Josh is like, I don't want to do it this year. And I was like, tough. You have to. I mean, last year I had like four or five. I had a candle. I had coffee. I had chocolates. It was obnoxious. I love it. I may have to get on that. You have right. to. Oh, and I Amazon the jelly one. I'll have to send you guys links and I'll put oh, it in the show do. notes. We don't please even have do. show notes, but I'll un- I'll include that so you guys have show can... notes. <laughs> Yay! Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So we're up to three now, but I'm sure next week there'll be more. I, mm-hmm. Aldi has a great selection. I'm thinking about getting Elsie a Barbie one. So nice. stay tuned. One more thing I want to mention about rocking around the Christmas tree. I don't know. Were you guys watching commercials at all? I don't know if no, you saw commercials. Fast forward um, those bad boys. I saw a few because I almost got um, lured into some of the jitterbug phones because I thought, <laughs> oh, I could really update my mom's. Uh, for you. I was like, what? No, I was like, oh, wait, because I'm always saying, oh, she totally needs a jitterbug. Um, so I, but I thought, you know what? There's, we don't have time for that. I've got to watch. I've got to, yeah. Well, there's so. the commercial for Coyote Creek Christmas. It's like another yes. upcoming film, but the mm-hmm. house looked just like the house where they were like stealing the the pick like the paintings from at the end there and i was oh, like yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa is that the same house um so did a little research and you know a, a van gogh painting and that can go up i think the highest i could find was 75 85 million um but the <laughs> lowest estimates in 2020 there was there there was one painting that was estimated could go under a million. Its final price I found was 1.5 million. So, um, so at the very least now there's a, they, they, she had $3 million worth of paintings just hanging there worth more than the egg. Okay. Right. That she had from the museum. So I'm irritated with that. And then um, she just throws it in the back of that car and then they're just handling it, just handing it to Ryan, you know, and I thought, um, y'all are not treating these with the respect. I mean, you're super mad someone's stolen them, but you know, there's, um, the chain of evidence and how you're treating it and yeah. the value. Yeah. When they go in the back of Mr. Miller's car and they're like, Oh, this painting. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. are you allowed to touch it? Stop. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a little, um, Van did you get a look at just, the painting? It didn't even now, look like I, a Van Gogh. I went, yeah. I could only see, it looked a little too, like I could only, the one shot I saw was just a little at the top and not the boulder strokes and that's just from some reading i did um he was super intense by the way that was kind of a dark hole i went down today as i was searching but he did have 
he did do over 900 paintings and a ton of drawings in just a 10 year period of his career, but Mm. also had some downtime. So we're not going to go into all of that, but (laughs) I, I was irritated though. I certainly thought the lady of the house was taking it fairly well. Um, I would lose, I mean, I have pieces of, you know, furniture and they're by no means, you know, exquisite works of art, but I have things of value to me that I would lose my mind if they just disappeared while I was hosting a party. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, the fact that she's like, well, at least it wasn't the egg. I I know, forget the egg. You know, the egg was insured. And maybe she was, I don't know. She was in cahoots with them. I bet that you dug in further. She also was. Oh, and don't tell me that Talbot, the little uh, <laughs> goofy cop, wasn't involved. He wore me out. Yes. And usually I can handle, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not usually a huge fan of the goofy, clumsy, but I needed Talbot to stand up for himself some more. Um, he did not need to be helping the captain do his Christmas shopping or buying fishing poles on the clock that's we know from other uh uh police shows that that's against the rules you cannot ask yes. a fellow officer to do personal chores for you when they're on the clock well that so. i think that perfectly segues into the next segment do you hear what i hear because my the worst quote i have is from talbot i don't know about you guys oh do but, tell yours oh um, yeah he said the only, okay. So he's like, has all the fishing gear at the beginning of the, mm-hmm. the movie. And you're, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. The only fishing I do is for compliments. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> this is going to be a poor character. Yeah. And that's how it was the whole time. Yeah. He just, yeah. he held strong to that Barney fight. Yeah. That's, that's an actual, that's, that's good because yeah, he, um cute as a bug like if you just take him out and put if he was an actor in something else i'm like oh that's a good looking guy but no and the yeah, santa stakeout really- too like let's give him the santa stakeout too and it's how he oh i just don't know i mean he's gonna have to do a lot of growth as a person <laughs> before i'm gonna feel good about that and he's clumsy and like what if ryan and tasha have a baby and or ryan and tanya i'm getting their fake names real names uh if he he would drop it i would i don't know um yeah i'll have to think about that um so mine and this is because it is the line well um no no matching christmas sweaters what are we poodles that made me guffaw and um uh, I guess yeah so I I love that he eventually he did end up wearing it but um when I think of matching Christmas like the whole Christmas sweater thing like that's a whole topic but I I just don't think of poodles as who goes around wearing Christmas sweaters yeah, and, mm-hmm. or, or even poodles as the pets that you dress up. I think maybe more chihuahuas or I don't know, but, but I did. I mean, I belly laughed when I heard <laughs> it. So, so it was the worst, the best, all of that. Okay. Here's my worst quote. And I actually did have to rewind it and go, what? Toward the end. 
Tanya says to the police captain, two things were taken last night, the paintings and Miller's silver and gold reputation. And I went, his what? His <laughs> And so I rewound it. And sure enough, she said his silver and gold reputation. Silver and gold. Right. That's exactly, where I, went. That's exactly where I went. But I was like, what's a silver and gold reputation? And how do we know that Miller had one? It was just, that was just not my, I mean, that that's just the, I think we've forgotten about grand larceny, but I mean, <laughs> right. again, I'm not holding that against him. He's I know. clearly oh. moved on and done great. Mr. Christmas. Oh my goodness. I love it. All right, the next segment. If you just believe, do you believe the story could happen in real life? Is it a flop? What are your thoughts? Amy, do you want to go first? Yeah, I I mean, these things are meant to be, you know, to take you away from real life. So, I, you know, I don't know that it could happen in real life. And part, part of me, the reason I think that is that we, I don't know of anybody who lives in a neighborhood where every single night they're doing stuff with their neighbors. I'm sure that there are places like that. Like I am positive that there are, but, um, when the only people in your entire world are the people on your street, which, I mean, I guess Sesame Street is like that. So, you know, I guess things really Mr. Could, Rogers neighborhood, Mr. Yeah, Rogers I neighborhood, but, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. And charades in the middle of the day. I mean, they weren't, it wasn't even sundown. It was still daylight. I'm like, is this this is Saturday. I've lost all. Like I, I mean, I was having like I don't even know the passing of time now. So yeah, no. um, I did find their romance to be more believable than most for a couple yeah. of things. One, um, I really appreciated that it was just it was kind of a gradual letting down their guard you know, being kinder to each other. It wasn't just the constant miscommunication, misunderstandings, because I kind of, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine when you have one of those things where people are constantly jumping to the worst conclusion, misunderstandings, and then they're rewarded with lifelong love. And I'm like, no, no, you're, you have really <laughs> poor communication skills. You should not be gifted with this, you know, whatever. So I did think that was, you know, pretty palatable. Um, I'll say their evidence board was embarrassing. Like, <laughs> you know, if you watch a lot of crime shows, that's true. You know, the murder board <laughs> and the evidence board really should show some really a little more work intense done. thinking. And there was a lot of self congratulations. What for what I think should have been just fundamental police work, not even detective work. Like, hey, I made a few phone calls. I did an internet search. And then they're like, oh, look what I did. Look what I did. And I'm like, I don't know that that's really award-winning detective work there. I mean, I think that's like, hey, let's try and figure this out. So, I mean, they did lose track of their prime suspect twice. <laughs> and if they had kept track of him. And they had one job. I know if the whole thing was them, a stakeout. I don't, you know, I don't want to spoil you know, too much, but if they had kept track of him during those two key times, um, then they would have saved themselves some headache and other people some headache. The other thing that I thought, probably the thing that I found the most, I mean, it could be believable, but I, they should be ashamed of themselves is the pitiful shopping they were doing for that 10 year old niece that was uh, the pepper spray or 
the marionette stuff. Yes. Yeah, mm. that I was like, there are so many other options for a 10 year old. Something else about the believability is that um, it's totally believable that a house would have a for rent sign out front. But have you ever seen a rented sign in front of a house? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, look, someone rented the house. Well, how do you know? Because here's a rented sign. And I went, no, girl. <laughs> the way you know it's been rented is because you see somebody in the window and the sign is gone. <laughs> so that, I, yeah, because like, it's like, you know, it's like for sale and then sold, but correct, not like but not rented. rented. That's no. weird. Yes, that was a little weird. Well, Annie's like, come on over. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's fast. You know what I found believable was the Santa coffee, so much so that I made uh, three different attempts at it this morning, and the first one and the last one were pretty good, and I just kept it simple, stuck with just some cinnamon, um, and I did I did do a little uh, vanilla. I did I I didn't have I had the cocoa mix, like the little Swiss mix, and that mm-hmm. worked okay. And I did some cinnamon with my coffee at uh, the middle one, which is where I ruined an entire pot of coffee. And I tried to use actual cocoa. I, I went and found a recipe online and did cinnamon and, um, oh, I can't even remember what else now. Uh, and it was nasty. And so I was like, look at me. I just wasted 10 minutes of my life and some precious resources. But so I did find that Santa... <laughs> The Santa coffee just lured me in and I didn't have like whipped cream or huge marshmallows or I would have never gotten anything else done today, but uh, <laughs> okay. that was probably the most believable to me. So here's the thing. <laughs> and this is, this is a long standing, very huge pet peeve of mine in any movie, TV show, whatever. If you watch when they have cups of whatever coffee, especially coffee, especially especially coffee because they have the lids on them. They never, ever, ever have a beverage in there. They mm-hmm. never have a beverage in them. When they come bringing four or six or eight, you know, stopped at, stopped at the coffee house and those tr- coffee cups, those cups never have anything in them. That was something I super appreciated about this because every time they had a drink and some of the, uh, some of the cups were actually clear. Yeah. The, cup, yeah. the hot chocolate. In them. So I, the believability factor was really good on those because every time they had a drink, there was actually a drink in the cup. Yes. I appreciated yeah. that because that drives me bananas and everything that I watch. I did. I very much, I had a sugar crash at the, uh, hot cocoa bar, the make your own. I was like, I don't know how these people are working their way through. I mean, just, a couple of cups of hot cocoa and maybe it's age. I don't know, but you start putting caramel and all that rich cocoa. And yeah, I was all about it. Uh, I mean, it looked delicious, but mm. I just could not do that many and not just be passed out from a sugar crash. <laughs> the other believability piece for me that was very, that really just like touched my heart was when they actually arrested Miller and they were questioning him and they were like, why are you doing all this? Why are you doing all this? And he was like that he did, he was, they were working on this house and that it was in honor of his wife's memory. Y'all that just touched my heart. Like I was like, I'm tearing up. This is so sweet. And they were like, well, why don't you do it? He was like, nope, because it's gotta be anonymous. That's the way she, that my wife wanted mm. it. You give to people and it's anonymous. And that's, I'm not going to get off on a tangent here, but um, I feel like if you're doing things for the gram, so to speak, 
and you're you're doing good deeds, but it's just so that you can record them. I, I don't know, but but the fact that he was doing these good deeds and in, in honor and of his wife's memory, but he it was all anonymous. I, I really appreciated that. I need to point out probably the most difficult part for me where I I was just really frustrated with the entire cast is when they had wrapped up at the uh, at that where uh, you know the police had rallied helped finish up the house for the family in need and um, Ryan and Tanya were talking to Mr. Miller and they were like so it's Christmas Eve and he's like oh after all this I just want to go home and. I want, I want us to just all go there for a minute. Okay, this man has just, his main goal has been accomplished. He has gotten this family, their house. Yep. And he's just had a week where he's been lied to. He's been spied on. He's been arrested, yep. falsely accused, mm-hmm. slandered. And, and he has made it clear. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And he has made it clear. He just wants to go home, put on soft clothes and get on the couch. And so what do they do but throw an impromptu surprise party on his front porch? And I thought, oh, I would have probably burst into tears. If oh, I, I thought he was going to have a heart attack. No, he's not a young man. And here they go. No, he's not. Throwing themselves out of the porch. And I went, oh, Lord, he's going to fall out. I was relieved when at first, like said, so when Ryan and Tony go over and they have their little, you know, time over in the side yard which that um, <laughs> where they're talking and sharing about their feelings with each other um mm. and then if you're watching in the background like some of the other people look like okay they've left their food and then they're going down the steps and thought oh okay mr miller's finally going to get to rest but then they holler at the very end they holler and call ryan and tanya back over and the party fires up again so um if they do have a santa stakeout part two i need to know that they wrapped up immediately and just let him have some downtime because if they i mean that man has posted and given them parties all week long and if they dug another party out of that man i'll be so mad all right so our overall score uh this is Five golden rings being the best or grandma got ran over by a reindeer being the worst or anywhere in between. How would you overall rate this film, Lizette? I'm going to say three French hens because, um, uh, and you know, as uh, to quote Teddy, I can't give you all of Teddy's quotes, but to quote Teddy, he said, you know, it could have been worse. (laughs) And, you know, it was just, it was, um, uh, I thought it was steady. The characters were mostly likable. Um, uh, I will say without, you know, any spoilers, the movie I got lured in today for someone who's never done Hallmark Christmas, um, I totally got tickled and just lured into the one this afternoon that I kind of fell into. So, you know, it didn't have necessarily that kind of pull all the way through, you know, um, uh, so I'd just say free front chance, you know, I can, I can point at some fun stuff or whatever, but I, you know, I liked it. Okay. I'm going to give you my overall score, but I'm going to give a qualifier first. I think I might have a different score if I watched like 50 Hallmark movies in a row, but because I've probably only seen, I know I've seen at least one Hallmark movie because I saw the movie with Matthew Modine many years ago called What the Deaf Man Heard. And if you've never seen that one, 
it's fantastic. It's not a Christmas movie, but it is a Hallmark movie and it is absolutely fantastic, but not, I mean, that was probably probably 15, 20 years ago. So with the qualifier that if I had seen 50 Hallmark Christmas movies in a row, I probably would feel differently. I'm giving it five golden rings because I enjoyed it. And, and here's the other thing. I, I know I've seen one or two Hallmark Christmas movies and they are kind of ha- seem to have a similar vibe. I really liked this one because of the, the mystery and the detective stuff and thrown yeah, in yeah. that, that yes. helped me yes. because I watch a lot of detective shows and, and that kind of thing. So that kind of hooked me a little bit. And then the fact like Lizette brought up earlier that it wasn't just this, we hate each other. We hate each other. We are in love. It was kind of the progression. So right. yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. giving it five gold rings. Yes. What about you, Lydia? Well, I think for me, so um, I think this is the part of the show where I confess that I am watching all, um, I think there's like 121 films in the countdown to Christmas on Hallmark Channel. Yes, I know. Um, So that is the official countdown to Christmas. I have, if you want to download the Hallmark movie, movie checklist app, please do so and select the countdown to Christmas. That's not including miracles of Christmas, which is like the movies and mysteries channel, not doing that. Made that, you know, choice last year. And that's, that's like over 300 films and we're not doing that. So just doing the countdown to Christmas, I've watched 11. So 9% right now in my total Christmas viewing. I know, I know 11. I would give this um, four calling birds. I do love the originality of the caper Christmas kind of vibe that we're going with. It's not annoying and boring. Like I was engaged. I felt like they liked each other. It was a fun little scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. it wasn't my most favorite. Like I want you guys to watch my most favorite. It's hilarious. And I'm eager to see are what you other inviting movies us are going to be my favorite. I mean, I have to, you guys are the first, you're the best. This is so fun. So I'm going to give it four calling birds because again, it's not, I don't think it's going to be my most favorite of the season or one of my favorites, but definitely high ranking up there. And uh, I'm glad everyone is alive and survived. All right, ladies, this was so fun. Any last parting words? Thank you for inviting and thank you for opening my heart and mind up to this world that maybe, you know, and I'm really not one to cast stones at people's TV viewing um, choices, but uh, I, I feel like you have maybe opened up a new world for me, you know, that I can have some enjoyment, which is probably going to be much to Teddy's chagrin, but um, I'm kind of excited about I'll be downloading the app, though I cannot, I don't know that I can make the commitment to all of it, but I will look forward to our next assignment if you should so choose to provide us with one. I would love to. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I will say that I went into this super excited about the opportunity to be on your podcast and I went into watching the movie with my eyeballs rolled back in my head, like, oh <laughs> so, yeah, so I will yes. say that I was pleasantly surprised yes, and I enjoyed absolutely. the movie more than I anticipated that I would. So this was super fun. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And thanks everyone for listening. Stay tuned next week where we watch an incredible Hallmark film. And again, there's no place like Hallmark for the holidays. Bye everyone. Bye <laughs> everyone.